Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? This session, we're going to talk about the middle way and embodied neutrality. Say what? (laughs) We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the hermetic principles. This week, we're going to talk about the polarity, the principle of polarity. And and I want to get a little bit into the sign of Virgo, get a little bit more into what Virgo represents and how we can maximize the Virgo energies for our benefit. And then the moon is waxing from this half moon towards the full moon in Pisces. That'll be fun. So we'll talk about some polarity again with that, the oppositional energies. And then Mercury is going retrograde, which is going to make this huge planetary retrograde remix official. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. And then I want to kind of debunk and de disarm, so to speak, the oppositions, the retrogrades and the squares, because we've got quite a few of those going on in the planetary astrological alignments. And so let's get into that. Take a nice deep inhale and exhale in your own timing. Find your seat or your feet and ground root into the center of the planet. In your own timing, you just want to use your rhythmic breath and your anchor to ground into the earth and in the oppositional force, feel the space above. So this is our very first practice of the oppositional energy, the polarity principle, and see if you can't feel the rooting and the expansion at the same time. Anchoring somewhere in the center of all of that is your center of gravity. Generally, it's down below the navel, above the pubic bone. Just take a nice deep inhale and continue to feel the oppositional forces of the root in the sky, the earth in the sky. And just in your own timing, three deep breaths to center yourself. And I just want to remind you, there is no right or wrong to this. No right or wrong, okay? And so, as much as you can, start to allow your own breath's rhythm, your own timing to synchronize itself. This is our best gift 
is our own rhythmic timing. So begin to honor that on the next level as much as you can. And then I want to talk a little bit more. I want to like teach a little bit more around the center of gravity. Okay. Let's calibrate the core. Inhale nice and deep. And as you exhale, start to consolidate your energy in your center of gravity, which is generally below the navel or around the navel. <laughs> I like below. If I go above, I get a little too rib cagey. <laughs> so I like below myself. But this is the thing. I want you to start to tune into your own center of gravity. What's your nature of your center of gravity? Some people with longer spines might want to come a little closer to the navel. Some of us that have a little shorter spines might want to go a little bit below the navel. Hmm. Okay. So this idea of gravity though, our center of gravity, it's the center of ourselves. So generally I talk about the space bubble, the auric field and the, the auric field and in the, the energetic field is the space bubble. And I have to give props to my niece because she's the one that coined this phrase, space bubble. I'm sure she wasn't. She's not the first person to use it, but she told it to me. And I loved that phrase, the space bubble. You know, and so I talk a lot about the field and the space bubble. And that's because we all have this bubble around us like Glenda the Good Witch, okay? And so the idea is, is that as long as you get this little bubble around you, your little bubble is going to fortify your field. And so you have to, a lot of the times people will have like a flimsy bubble. You don't want to have a flimsy bubble. You want to have a nice firm bubble that you can float around in, land in, lift off in, just like Glenda, the good witch in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> okay, so the idea is, is that we all have a space bubble and in that bubble, you want to start to become familiar with it as if it's your house. I actually call it the soul house, and this is the name of my business, soul house, LLC, baby. Okay, so the soul house is basically the place where your center of gravity, your soul integrates. And so I like to divide it. First of all, you divide it into quadrants, right? You have your, you just put a little horizontal line and then a vertical line, which gives us the upper realm of the space bubble and then the lower realm of the space bubble. And then you have in front and behind the interior and the posterior, and then the peripheral, the right and the left field, the lateral field. Okay. So the idea is, is that you want to start to become very acquainted with your bubble. Not only do you have those four quadrants, but if you start to get really sophisticated with this study, you start to realize that there's diagonals. And in Kundalini Yoga, we talk a lot about it as the Z force or the, you know, they are the diagonals. And a lot of times those diagonals are like, as the bird flies, it's the most efficient diagonal. The diagonals are the most efficient. They're trines and sextiles. <laughs> that oppositional and squaring forces are actually the vertical and the horizontal field. So interesting, you know? And then there's the all the diagonals and the Z force and the 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 all the different angles inside the, inside the bubble and inside the field that we're looking to start to tune into. <laughs> okay. So the next layer of this, you know, so this is the way I teach. I, I really do love to teach in layers. And so hopefully you've been tuning in and if you're just catching on, don't worry, I repeat myself 
And I also always bring the lesson back because that's how I roll. Like I am a teacher at heart. I'm an Aquarian teacher. So as I speak and I share these examples, do your best to visualize and have your own experience because again, your intuition is going to speak to you in your own way. And my, my biggest prayer, my biggest hope is my hands go to my heart is that you tune into your center of gravity. You start to identify where your presence is, where your center truly is so that you can organize your, your resources and use them as necessary, you know, choose them, choose how you're using them. I don't care. Use them wisely. (laughs) Consolidate and use wisely. Cause my friend Jericho used to always say X amount of time, X amount of energy, X amount of time, X amount of energy, you know, so you just got to maximize it as best you can. Okay. So reeling it back. Here we are, core calibrating. As you tune into your space bubble, your center of gravity, you can start to feel into the field and sense where there may be stagnant energy, lack of energy. Maybe it's numb. Maybe you can't even barely feel it at all. That's an interesting thing. And what I will say as somebody that has had, I had reconstruction in a knee, basically, When you have an injury that's traumatic or an emotional traumatic event, parts of the field, parts of that axis, parts of those diagonals may become numb, desensitized, you know, and and so in the way that I feel it is like it, it can be a numbness or it can be like a gravitational lull or like I talked about in the previous session and far as far as vibration it could be like low frequency, like, like mumble vibes. <laughs> there's like mumble vibes and then there's like high frequency pitchy vibes. And then there's like that sweet spot in the center in that center. And that's my point. So you want to start to tune into your field and sense where in the field is my energy circulating freely and where in the field is my energy lull, stagnant. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Because then, and there's not a right or wrong and it's not good or bad. You just like sense that whatever, and you start to ascend intentionally with your visualization in your mind, that clear energy. And that's really what this axis, we're going to talk about it in a second, but that's what this axis of curation and liberation, this Virgo Piscean axis is really about. It's about healing. It's about visualizing. It's about dreaming. It's about curating and perfecting and visualizing and expressing and thinking deeply, you know? So we'll get more into that, but I I do, I do want you to feel it in a physical way because the more that you feel it in your body and then you can start to feel it in your emotional body, or your emotions. And then you can start to see how you're maybe thinking it, how you're feeling it mentally. And before you know it, we're doing a mind, body, spirit healing. That's like really cultivating the sense of presence and awareness and understanding of when, when things are off, because the thing is that we just want to be tuned in and we don't have to be perfect. Although we would love to be perfect. We don't need to be perfect. We just need to be And the more present we are and neutral and balanced and clear in ourselves that we are, the more we can actually start to move some of this energy that we're 
I mean, listen, I'm feeling it. This is why I share this work because I am feeling this energy that's like welling up from the depths of me. That's like ready to share and express itself. And I hope, I mean, I know you are too. I know you are. You know, this is what we're all going through right now. And so, hmm. And so really try your best to tune into your center of gravity. Observe where the gravitational forces are. Start to sense the extremes of heaviness and lightness, that density, that high frequency that I was talking about in the vibration. And before you know it, you start to sense this polarity, the oppositional energy, one extreme to the other. And it's like a swing back and forth. You know, and the more we start to swing back and forth, the more we're looking for that balance in the center because it's too much energy to force ourselves to go from one extreme to the other or to hang out in one extreme. I mean, my goodness, find a neutrality, that middle way, that place in the middle that's like organizing both, that's working with both forces in a really graceful and beautiful and peaceful and pure way. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) okay so that's the whole thing is like we've got to start to balance it and we've got to start to visualize the balance you know so like when you feel see that for me it all it all comes back to the embodiment when I do it in my body then I can see how like it's that it goes back to that principle of correspondence where as above so below if I'm feeling it in my physicality then I know it can be part of the of the big picture you know And so when I feel those extremes in my physicality, like if I'm feeling, you know, the, the, just the drag or the heaviness of the gravitational pull in my physicality, the weight of the world on my shoulders or that old injury or that old back pain or that old thought that's weighing my heart and body down, you know, like you can feel that heaviness. Sometimes the grounding is good, but sometimes it's like really burden. It's full of burden and and weight. And the thing is, is how we get to that is by heading towards the other extreme. Now we might not get there right away, but you want to start to make steps. And that's the point is that you want to make steps so much that you feel the oppositional, the opposite side, and then you find them the center. And I was talking about this last week in when I was talking about the vibration, because there is this balance of the extreme with the spring. There's that expansion of a spring and the recoil of the spring. And remember, the spring is within you. It's at the root of your spine. That kundalini energy is a coiled spring full of potential at the base of your spine. And we're looking to visualize and breathe and open ourselves up enough to where we start to expand that spring in such a way where it allows energy to flow more freely, more efficiently, and to not recoil, to not collapse on ourselves. Like my friend Jerrica used to say, please don't collapse on yourself, you know? And so Hmm, breath is a beautiful way of feeling the polarity, that oppositional force. There's the inhale that expands and the exhale that contracts. And the more we tune into the nature of what that represents in our physical body, in our unique experience, then we can start to finesse it and, you know, 
make it our own, cultivate it in a way where we start to actually like do some, you know, do some good in our personal life and in the collective, because that's what the Virgo vibe is about. (laughs) Because as we synchronize with the Virgo energy, which is right now entering its middle phase of the Virgo of the Virgo season. And so we're really starting to feel Virgo. And Virgo is so much about being content and present and pure and natural and real and in the moment. And in that, it's preparing itself in this way where it's where it's curating and expressing on such a level that the other outside reflections can see and experience and feel and sense and hear and have have a full-on experience, you know, really with, with that Virgo energy. And it's beautiful because the mutable forces, those mutable energies, the mutable signs in the zodiac, which are, we've got Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces, all of these mutable signs they move the season from one to the next. And there's something really beautiful about the Virgo time, particularly because it is, it's called, it's like a culmination of this, of the self. It's a culmination of the essence of the self that actually expresses itself in such a way where it can actually connect and relate to outside feedback without Dis, you know, without dissonance, basically. So this is kind of the gift of Virgo is it's working on this perfection, this level of perfection where it's, it's preparing itself to meet outside feedback in such a way where it's, it's organized, it's pure, it's mindful, it's exacting, it's curated, you know, and it's curative. It's, it's this expression of I'm doing the work, I've done the work, I'm doing the work, I've done the work, you know, infinitely. And, and when you show up like that, when we, when we meet that energy, then the outside can really see us, hear us, feel us, and then they can start to be heard from their perspective. And that's the true partnership and relationship that we prepare for as we head into Libra season. More upon that later though. And so oftentimes that's what happens is that the Virgo energy really represents this expression of, of the self in such a way where people outside people looking upon can see and, and have a reverence and respect. And it it becomes Virgo is like the living example of the highest, you know, they're striving for the highest. And so they're the living example before anything else comes in to disrupt or interfere or integrate or add on to, it's this, I am at my purest form. I'm looking for my purest expression of me before anything else happens, before anything else, you know? And so (laughs) that's why they call it the virgin, you know, it's, it's about purity. It's about clarity, really. And so, I mean, what a beautiful time. Harvest, you know, take, 
this is this. So like the way we apply it in our own life is that we gather our own resources again and we see like, what have we cultivated? What have we done? What have I accomplished and achieved in my own right that I can hold as my own so that when the next personality or the next experience comes upon me, I can be myself and hold my own in a way where then any other thing that comes into play, it just adds on and, and, and I can gather what I need from those experiences, those outside experiences and the outside feedback of others, you know, it's a really, you know, we're, like I said in the previous session of the program, it kind of gets a, a bad rap, but really, really it's a beautiful sign. It's a sign that is humble and graceful. And so Let's, let's work on like curating our essence and our presence in such a way where we're humble and graceful. We're ready for the other. We're ready for ourselves. So this brings me to the full moon, which is the full moon is actually going to be in Pisces in tropical Aquarius and sidereal, but the full moon is in Pisces in the astrological Zodiac, the way we've been playing with it. And this occurs, the, the full moon is going to be rising on September 9th. So September 9th is the full moon rise. The exact of the full moon is on September 10th, 3.59 a.m. Mountain Time. And so do the math um, and, and just acknowledge like that moment. That's the complete fullness. That moment that I'm talking about in time and space is when sun is at 17 degrees and 41 minutes, Virgo, and the moon is at 17 degrees, 41 minutes in Pisces, exactly opposite. So this oppositional force of the sun and the moon brings us back to polarity once again. And so anytime I think about the polarity, I think about the sun and the moon and how there's so much this the sun and the moon are so opposite that they're one. They they relate to one another. Without one, we wouldn't understand the other so completely, so fully. And it's like the root of my studies, you know, the sun and the moon opposition. is is And the rhythms within the sun and the moon are so deep in, in life's cycles and life's understanding. And so when you understand a, a full moon, an oppositional energy between the sun and the moon. You can start to relate that polarity in all the ways in your life. And so the moon in Pisces is so mystic. It's so deep and rich. It's so cosmic and unbound and free and liberated. It is beyond the great unknown, beyond the veil, beyond anything you can comprehend. It is the great consciousness, the great spirit, the oneness, the supra consciousness. It is the highest frequency of love we can imagine. That D, that defying of gravity and time and space can give us such a, a release that the Piscean energy can also be disillusioned. It can also be D, it can be destructive. And so there is this fine line, you know, but I, again, you know me, I walk the light. I walk in that high life. I can't help it. You know, I'm a cheerleader at heart. So go bears. <laughs> um, you know, seriously though, it's, it's the vibe of 
if we don't really like start to visualize and start to, to see this of, you know, it's easy to dwell on the negativity and that's what the vibration, the principle of vibration really teaches us is how important it is to find that balance out of, you know, one extreme versus the other and actually find the neutrality in the center. A full moon is such a beautiful expression of that because there's this <laughs> balance between the two that we have to find in the center somewhere because too much of one or the other is too much. And that is what the law of polarity, the principle of polarity really teaches us. And, you know, you can, you can see it so much like the, the lunacy that can, that comes out as the moon illuminates. They don't call them lunatics for nothing. You know, there is very much this force of chaos and, you know, wildness that comes from a full moon versus a new, a new moon. The energies are so pulled in on a new moon, that waned, waning, balsamic energy versus the waxing full illumination energy of the full moon. And so as I record this session, we've crossed over the exact of the first quarter square, which is a half moon illuminated, right side illuminated. And I just encourage you as always to look at that moon, watch it wax, watch the energies grow the light grow and see how you can harness that energy and use it for your benefit rather than let it bounce around and become this chaotic force. The other thing I want to say about the Pisces moon too is that the Pisces moon is extremely cosmic in such a way where you can potentially be downloading because the moon is so intuitive. This is a time when you can be receiving great downloads and cosmic inspiration through your dreams, through your writing, through music, through sound, through light, through color, through feeling, tuning into God, through praying, through meditating, all the ways that we can connect and detach from our physicality in a way. This is how through our senses, you know, a heightened level of the senses, we can really start to, to be receiving higher energies of intuition through these forces, through these channels. And so... I encourage all of us to use this time, this Pisces moon time to journal or to paint or to, you know, put it into something, make art with, with your inspiration, create for creativity's sake, you know, just like let it out. It's just so that it's, there's a place for it. If you're into sewing, sew. if you're into painting, paint, if you're into gardening garden, you know, like this is, this is the time right now where you just get active in the creative forces, whatever's going to channel that energy, put it there because what's happening on this new, on this full moon is that Mercury is going to be going retrograde. So it goes retrograde the September 10th through October 3rd. And that Mercury retrograde is basically joining forces with a bunch of other planets that are retrograding, you know, so I'll talk about the retrograde in a second, but the, the Mercury retrograde really gives us this place. Again, that's expression and communication as well. And so this is a time where you don't have to worry about putting it out and making the masterpiece, just create, just let it out, let it flow through you, let it express out of you, you know, 
It doesn't have to do anything or go anywhere. Just let it be. As as Mercury retrogrades on the full moon, it also starts to oppose Jupiter in Aries. And so Mercury is going to be in Libra and it's opposing Jupiter in Aries. And the way that I look at that is, again, we're, there's a magnification, there's an expansion around our expression. And the expression is in Libra, which means that we're like really looking for justice and freedom and in we want to look for some diplomacy and some balance in this place. And so again, the, there's like a, because everything's retrograde, it's kind of a catch 22 where it's like, don't worry about trying to put it out or make it be the, the formidable end of all ends. Instead, give yourself creativity time, give yourself brainstorm time. Jupiter opposite Mercury, both retrograding is this, this is brainstorming. Gather, like, gather the council together and make some notes. See where people are. Take, check the temperature. See where people are and see if you can't put some of your ideas together in such a way where you start to move them forward. You know what I'm saying? And so that you can start to like, actually, you know, we're, we're not trying to set things in stone right now. We're just trying to lay out a foundation, a new foundation and some new inspiration. And so this just brings me back to what I want to talk about a little bit as far as being able to tune in for ourselves. In the New Age and astrological community, there's so much projection around squares, oppositions, and retrogrades. And I just want to start to diffuse this energetic friction a little bit because it's already enough friction if you're having the experience, but... As you start to learn, unless your chart is really, really activated, you're not having that experience as intensely as some other people that maybe are being activated by it. And so I highly recommend you, you know, getting to know your chart. We can do that in a session. Book it on the website. So here's the thing, and I'm actually going to be holding a, I'm holding a special this month. I'll tell you about it at the end. But basically I want if as much as you can, I want you to start to develop your own sense of your chart as well as your own sense of your center of gravity, which I talk about all the time, because it's important that you know yourself, know thyself, you know, know thyself. And so the thing about a retrograde, you know, so Mercury going retrograde this in this month for the next three, for three weeks is that Mercury is going to be joining several other planets. We've got Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, Chiron, and the nodes all retrograding right now, which means there's a huge retrograde remix happening. And really all it is is about rewinding and reflecting and regrouping, reorganizing, recommitting, redo. It's all RE sounds is what I say. And the way that I like to think of a retrograde too is that it is the the really good example that I've heard before is that it's basically a car on the highway and as you drive as you pass the car it looks like it's going backwards even though we're everybody's still going forward the car looks like it's going backwards and it almost slows the time and space down enough where you can observe on a different level you get a different perspective 
And so that all, that's all it is, is this like, it gives you different perspective to slow things down, to reorganize. And these retrogrades are, are deep though. These retrogrades are happening in all these planets, which means that we're, we're reflecting on a real deep level as far as like what's most meaningful, what's most pure, what's more, what's most resonant to my soul's mission. You know, I mean, this is deep, deep stuff. These are powerful times to be alive. And I'm telling you, if you're alive right now, taking deep breaths, these are the days maximize your experience, you know? So take these cues I'm giving you and and play with them in, in your own right, because that's what it's about. I'm speaking from my experience. And what I know to be true is that the more I work a retrograde, I actually see the thing that's really powerful too, is if you were born with a retrograde, I've heard this so much. People that are born with a Mercury retrograde actually love Mercury retrograde. That's the thing. So that's why like, you can't let people project onto you what the retrograde represents. Like, forget that. Such BS. You want to start to take it into your, and have your own experience and see what does it mean for you? Because it could be a powerful time for you to actually like re remix. You want to do the remix, (laughs) It's like a perfect time to remix things, you know? And so you take a hit, you know, remixes are the best because they take a hit and then they like remix it. They put a different beat to it, maybe slow it down or speed it up and try the, the old, that thing that was working really well, that felt really good. And they try it in a new way. It's the remix, retrograde remix. I made that up tonight (laughs) just for you and me too. You know, so rewind it, rewind, rewrite, it's time we unite, you know, reconnect with the earth surrounding you, reflecting the love inside of you because it's true. That's some lyrics I wrote on my friend Mike Ward's jam. I'll share that another time. So, you know, retrograde is nothing to fear. Just remix that thing. And let's talk about, we talked about the squares last week. You know, squares are half moons. So when you understand that you're either going to wax or wane at a square, you're either going to push forward or going to pull back. Wax or wane, period. Wax or wane, square it. Wax or wane. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about is these oppositions. You know, the oppositions, the other red line in the chart. The oppositions are full moon, sun and moon opposite, night and day opposite, black and white opposite you know, man and woman opposite, but the same is all the same. There's this really beautiful thing about understanding the polarity and the duality of things, because the more you recognize the, the extremes within the poles, you can start to come into the center and define your own. You know, it is so beautiful because the earth is the center of the sun and the moon opposite. And that's really what makes Eclipse is so potent. They're like the most pure, clear, precise alignments. But every month we get one, you know, that's maybe not, or two, this maybe not exact alignment, but it is the sun and the moon opposite of each other on the sides of the earth. Opposites, you know, and so you take the essence and the forces of the two and you recognize that they are, they are one and the same just different extremes, different levels of frequency, different densities, different degrees of energy. 
And um, the more we can, we start to recognize that, we can start to, again, find the balance in the center. That's what we're preparing for. We're preparing for the balance in the center. And it's cool because when I was talking earlier, when I was really going deep into the core calibration bit, when you start to recognize where gravity goes in your body, you know, so if you have that injury or you have that place of stagnation or heaviness or weight in your space bubble, in your field, and then you're using your breath and your intention to amplify it, to circulate energy and vibe and in air and circulation through that space so that it lightens up a bit. You know, we do the same thing with oppositions. So it's really, it's like at the teeter totter. If one side's too heavy and then the, the one side's down on the earth, how do you get the other side to come back where you find that balance? And at least you can teeter totter between the two extremes. Part of the heaviness of the one side actually has to push their legs and give a little to bring a little balance, you know? So that's the thing. It's like, if you're at one extreme, you have to work towards the other extreme to find that balance, that space in the middle, the space between. It's so beautiful, actually. It's such a beautiful practice, this centering and this this tuning into the nature of our own center of gravity. So, you know, I we talked about this and what's so beautiful about these hermetic principles is that they feed into one another. And as you begin to understand one, then the next evolves and then the next evolves. And we could just be studying these seven principles for the rest of our lives. And I'm definitely going to be talking about them in the podcast. So yeah. So right now we're at the polarity and we just come from the vibration where everything moves and everything is, you know, everything is moving and, and it doesn't rest. It's, it's at its own frequency, whether it's fast and light and high or dense and slow and low, you know? So <laughs> we, we want to start to sense the extremes of those in our own life. We can feel it in our embodiment practice, in our physicality or in our space bubble. You can start to feel those places in your emotional or mental state of being. And the more you start to tune in, it's just like you observe, oh, I'm a little heavy in the lower field start to teeter-totter ourselves back towards at least center, at least the middle way, some neutrality. You know, we don't have to go totally from, like the, the emotions are the perfect example. It's hard to go from complete sadness to happiness or from complete happiness to sadness. Although, have you noticed that like you can laugh so hard that you cry or you can cry so hard that you laugh? You know, it's like they're almost one and the same. It's the, it's the, the density or the degree of the vibration or the frequency or the emotion that is basically determining that, you know? And so this is such a beautiful gift as far as like being able to tune into ourselves and again, be able to activate our center of gravity in a way where we can use our energy efficiently and reach our highest potential. No pressure. <laughs> that phrase, that quote in the Kabbalion, that's where these hermetic principles are laid out. The, the principle of polarity, it states that opposites are identical in nature, but different in degree. And so, again, it's just like understanding that oppositional force, that, that sun and moon, that right and left, that night and day, 
dark and light and black and white and up and down and in and out. I mean, here we go. You know, duality, masculine, feminine, it all applies. And, and we have to start to recognize that, that there's the extremes and then there's the middle way. And so we're really looking for that middle way as much as we can, I feel like is, is the best way I've found in my own practice is, is I tune into my center of gravity and find my center, that I'm in the center, I'm middle way. And as I move forward in my day to day in the middle way, then, you know, you can't be swayed. You'll be in tune with the sun and the moon and the stars and the elements. And so, you know, do your best to love yourself and be at peace with your own nature of your center of gravity, which I will continue to cheerlead you into experiencing and understanding and connecting to, you know, just do it. Just do it. What else do you have to lose? And so thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you showing up and being here. And hopefully you're practicing. Hopefully you're taking some of this inspiration that I'm dropping and using it for your own way, in your own way. Use it in your own way. Okay? And I I want to share a special with you. I'm giving a little special on my readings right now. So if you go to livinginrhythm.com and you sign up for a Cosmic Sync session and you hit the discount code, if you type in the discount code, capital G-A-L-A-X-Y-2-2. So it's GALAXY22, all caps. If you type that discount code in, you're going to get a little special on a reading one-on-one time with me. I'd love to meet you. I'd love to help you hone in a little bit on your vibrational alignment. I'd hope to help you to hone in a little bit on your energetic flow and so that you can start to understand the coordinates of your astrological alignment and even on your energetic and physical alignment. I'd love to help you with whatever you need support with. And so take, please take advantage of this special and hit me up at livingyourrhythm.com. And if not, you can also just know that I love you and I'll be continuing to share as much as I can with you and in the ways that I'm sharing. Check my Instagram, my YouTube. I'm dropping stuff. I'm starting to drop some insight and some inspiration on all the platforms as much as I can. <laughs> so... I'm flexing with my boundaries here, just like I hope you are as well. So thanks again for tuning in. I appreciate you and I love you. Blessings and love, y'all. Peace.